Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 70. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. James, today is Dia de los Muertos, or November 1st, Sunday. Uh, it's a little bit after noon, just a few minutes, so we got a good amount of sleep because also we got a extra hour. Oh, wait, what did we? Yes, we did. Dude, I, I was, totally missed it. <laughs> I, I was playing Red Dead Online last night because uh, it was late. Everything was done. And I hadn't played it in forever. So I was playing it. And I'm like, oh, it's getting late. It's like 2 a.m. And I look at the time again. And it's 1 a.m. And I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> I still went to bed. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to take this gift. Tour. I'm not going to like take advantage of this just to stay up longer. I was like, no, I can yeah. sleep and actually do what's more important and be healthy. So I ended up doing that. I like, totally missed it, so I just watched a movie last night and played the uh, demo for Hyrule Warriors. That, oh, uh, nice. Dude, it's actually really fun. I'm I, definitely going to get it. I can't wait to play the first one. <laughs> I don't even bother. I, I, I'm, like, I think I, we talked about it last episode. We I'm did. only interested in this did, one yeah. because of the, it, it actually has it's a, a prequel connected to Breath of the yeah, Wild. Yeah, definitely. But James, yesterday was Halloween. Uh, we didn't really have a spooky episode. We didn't really need to also because uh, uh, the earlier this week too, we recorded up to it down to it number three, and we did spooky experiences. James, I don't know if you take take a listen to it. It's a uh, we talk actually about real experiences we've had, whether it's uh, supernatural or uh, in very interesting dreams. All right, I'll have to check it out later. Yeah, but that that's uh, if you want your Halloween or spooky fix, go check that out. Otherwise, we're just doing the normal stuff, especially just because, uh, you know, election day is about to, around the corner. Extra life is coming up. Everything in the next gen consoles are launching. It's just a very busy time. Like, we, we there's nothing really to plan. Like, we're still catching up with everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's the stress of, like, what happens after the election or whatever. But, like, I have not been sleeping well the last few days. Oh, God. It's going to... And we're not going to find out, we don't, we're not going to get political, but you know, it's funny because, you know, Tuesday is election day, but we're not going to find out probably anything until afterwards. So it's like, if you do yeah. a watch party, you're going to be waiting there for a while. So just uh, yeah, keep that I've in been, mind. I've been joking around that I kind of want to get some bottle of like hard alcohol and just drink it on election night, either in celebration or desperation. But like you just said, like we won't really know anything for sure on election night. So there's really not a point in me doing that. Yeah. Unless I just feel like getting wicked drunk for no reason. Just get wicked drunk for no reason. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You only live once, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. I should. I... No one should say that. <laughs> yeah, no no yoloing in this house, sir. Thank yeah. you. But this is Sutra Side Talk. This is a show where we talk about games, movies, and TV news. Usually select topics that we can go in depth on. Afterwards, we'll, if we have time, we'll normally uh, talk about what we've been playing and what we've been watching. And James, we're, we got a special uh, week planned this week. So actually, we're recording yeah. two episodes back to back today. Right after this, we're doing uh, episode 72, which will go out the following week. The reason for this is because of two reasons. One, uh, we wanted to do a special episode catching up on just because we're so behind on what we've played and watched to the point where I'm actually only in early spring on my list, at least for watching shit. And uh, it's it's just a lot. And we need to unload it just because now next gen's coming up and uh, there's yeah. so much other things to talk about too. Uh, besides that though, 
uh, Extra Life is about to happen. This is where I'm going to be gaming for charity, specifically the UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital. Mm. And that's going to be on Saturday, November 7th. And normally we'll record on Saturday or Sunday. But Saturday, I'll be gaming 24-7. Sunday, I will be asleep 24-7, trying not to die from Saturday. Uh, you want to record a podcast on live stream? <laughs> just, I'll just be laying down, just like, <laughs> oh yeah, during the live stream, like, hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to Super- <laughs> welcome to the live episode. You just like no, edit it want- on stream too. <laughs> I don't want to do that, <laughs> but uh, uh, because of that, uh, we're recording these two episodes. These this episode is going to be primarily just news. It might even be shorter. Maybe I think depends on how we usually go because we'll be like, oh, it's short, and then we get into we do some have destiny shit. news. So there is some uh, w- uh, danger of us going long on that. <laughs> yeah, and just depending. Yeah, so we'll we'll do that if we have time. We might add a couple little things in there. We'll see. But otherwise, this episode will probably be if I'm aiming correctly, maybe an hour. Maybe we'll see. And then uh, that'll come out, you know, normal time. Probably it'll come out on Tuesday. The uh, was it the third? Yeah, actually, I might. You know, I'll just release it on Wednesday. I'll release it after Election Day. I shouldn't release it on Election Day. That's insane. So yeah, I'll, I'll release this if, on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know if people will be in the mood for listening to podcasts that day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this will be hitting you right after the election, just because I released uh, seventy a little bit late, and then up to it down to it like the day after. So I still got to promote those a little bit before I can let this one go on a Monday. So yeah, you'll see this on the 4th, uh, whether or not we're freaking out or not, we'll see. And then uh, the special that we're going to record after this, that is just uh, all we've played and watched, will be released on the Monday of the 9th of November. So that'll be right after. That way uh, you guys will still have something to listen to and we won't have anything new. But because of that, uh, all the news from that week will then go into the following episode. So that'll probably just be a more news-centric episode again, but just like two weeks worth of news instead. So that's kind of the layout we're going for. And then once again, sometime in November, I'm not sure when, uh, we'll do our Ghost of Tsushima special after having... We haven't really started yet, but we'll go through the co-op. We'll go through the four-player mode, and then we'll go through the raids. Uh, once we do all that, we'll be more uh, ready to go to talk about, like, everything goes to Tsushima. Like, it's going to be a full-on fun time extravaganza of just goes to Tsushima. Uh, but all in due time. All in due time, guys. With that said, uh, the news for this week, James. We got... Uh, some Moon Knight news, Assassin's Creed news, and Godzilla Singular Point news for uh, movies and TV. And then we got some game news with specifically the big thing here this week is the Destiny 2 Vidoc, uh, as well as the launch trailer, and then uh, some game and delays. I wonder which games they are, James. Uh, we'll, we'll get to those at the end, though. And then, uh, of course, yesterday, Sean Connery passed away, so uh, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about just, you know, how he affected... Uh, his uh, his role in films and stuff and kind of what we enjoyed kind of looking back into it, especially because today is Dia de los Muertos. It is the Day of the Dead. Uh, so it is a good day to talk about that, I feel like, personally. Yeah. With that said, uh, let's jump right into it, James. So there is current uh, rumor news. It's like technically not official, but it's all big that 
Oscar Isaac is in talks to be um, Moon Knight for Marvel yeah. in the upcoming Moon Knight TV series that'll be on Disney Plus. Oh, I forgot that they mentioned that or that they were doing a Disney Plus show. Yeah, and like, it also already found a director, Mohammed Diab. I don't know. Uh, he's mm. a f- Egyptian filmmaker, which makes sense uh, because uh, Moon Knight is a uh, hero based on Egyptian uh, culture and background. There. Oh, interesting. See, I don't really know that much about uh, Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, like the I know about as much as anyone else knows about him, which is just that he's supposedly as close to Marvel's version of Batman as you can get, but he's also crazy. Yeah, Moon Knight has like multiple person. It's like uh, as part of the power, uh, he'll usually get different personalities in his head that give him like kind of like that. Not necessarily, I guess, like sort of the power of like he's go- he's banking off those characters. Mm. in terms of his uh his abilities and like at one point it was like it was it was like wolverine captain america and spider-man i think and then he like in one of the comics like i just remember uh the wolverine persona killing the spider-man and captain america personas and he's Weird. just like you should just listen to me haha <laughs> and it was just like oh my and then it like became wolverine iron man and uh i think his dead girlfriend or something uh huh. if i remember correctly it, yeah it was, it was pretty crazy i think that was um uh, Brian Michael Bendis that did that, so that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, I need to read up on Moon Knight a lot more because he's actually one of the cooler of the non X Men characters from Marvel. Uh, Moon Knight, it's like the street characters or like interesting underground or espionage characters is what I enjoy. So like Daredevil, Moon Knight, Punisher, Winter Soldier are like all the non uh, X characters that I really enjoy. So those those would be the dudes I would want to follow. And I guess to an extent, James, a little bit of Ghost Rider and Blade, because those are also some cool characters. Yeah. But it's it's weird. Yeah. When you think of when I think of Marvel, those are the guys I enjoy. I'm never I'm not a mainstream Avengers dude or anything like that when it comes to those comics. Yeah. Other than not knowing much about Moon Knight himself, I like Oscar Isaac. I think he's a cool actor. I mean, oh, he's he did his best yeah. with Apocalypse. <laughs> but i I, lo- I love that movie man you, you don't there are parts of that movie that i like like the I... minute they did that 2004 movie intro where it's going through the tomb with the with the opening credits and stuff i was, I was like what like, the fuck is happening here dude it was straight up it was like back it was a blast to the past of like early 2000s i was so happy i was like oh shit this is like the mummy credits this is fantastic oh, i thought you were just meant like when they were literally just falling down the pyramid for two minutes straight <laughs> i was like how fuck deep is this hole <laughs> what the hell <laughs> No, like the when it shows like the opening credits to X Men, it's like it's going through the Egyptian tomb, showing yeah. everyone's names. Yeah, that that was like the mummy. At, I will say point. though that the the scene where Apocalypse takes over Cerebro and just like takes over exactly who he needs around the world to launch all of their like the world's nukes into space to basically leave us defenseless against him. I liked that scene. Like, Apocalypse is... He helped the world at the same time as well. (laughs) It was crazy, but, like, I still don't think that that was the best Apocalypse movie they could have done, but whatever. Anyway, Oscar Isaac, I think he he could be a good fit for Moon Knight. I just, like I said, don't know much about the character. What I do know of him, that he's got kind of, like, a, a humorous aspect to him. I think Oscar Isaac could do that. Because, yeah. I mean, look, look at Poe Dameron. That was his whole, like, sh- well, not his whole shtick. But, like, half of his character was that he was good at, like, the wisecracking. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. for for better or worse but yeah definitely so there's not honestly much more to say until we know more about it like for if sure. we get more stuff like it's like cool potentially a, a lead and potentially and what sounds like officially a director and i think honestly besides miss marvel and actually you know what this is it's funny because they this was the second wave of announcements if i remember correctly that marvel did for disney plus like the first one was hey we're doing a falcon winter soldier we're doing uh wandavision no it's not it got delayed to a point where i think it's coming out after wandavision now like that's coming out before it i'm not sure i don't know what happened there but yeah wandavision uh falcon winter soldier and the third one was uh what was the third one, James? I already forgot what it was. Oh, the Loki show. Loki Pokey. Oh, yeah. yeah we got a trailer for that. Did we? Didn't we? Did we? We got a trailer for WandaVision. We, we definitely got that. Yeah, I don't think we got I one I could have sworn we at least got some like shots of Loki in like the time prison outfit. I think we got pictures. I don't think uh, we got maybe, any... Maybe uh, yeah, which I... Uh, you know... Disney, the, when you look at Marvel, it, it's Phase Four they're going into now, right? Is it Phase Four? Oh, I don't, I don't. They even started with uh, Far From Home. I think was the start of it. It's like post Infinity shit. Um, so uh, when you look at their timeline, it's actually a mix of. It's now they're uh, it, for the first time. It's like yeah, half of these are movies, and the other half are Disney Plus uh, shows. And they're like that's Phase Four now, and there is so much in them that their phases seem like they might be shorter in terms of length of time because they can actually populate it with content even faster. So I think phase four was supposed to be like two years and you'd be done with it. And obviously it was supposed to be this entire year was phase four. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that didn't happen. And, and we didn't really get the, yeah. It's like at this point now, I think we were supposed to already get Falcon Winter Soldier. We were already supposed to get Black Widow. And I think one other movie that I already forgot. I think Eternals actually we were supposed to already get maybe i don't remember I, I i honestly i don't remember anymore it's like everything got pushed back and in, into a, a cyclone of of disney movie mix-ups so it's it's hard to say but yeah that was the first wave was, was those three shows and then they had already announced without those shows even being out yet they announced the second wave which was she hulk miss marvel and moon knight and you know, the first wave is very much already existing characters. It's like, hey, let's take uh, these two Cap side characters and make them their own show. Let's take Wanda Scarlet Witch and make her a show which with Vision in it and make it fucking wacky. Let's take uh, Loki who survived. It's like Loki, the good Loki everyone loves is dead. And then yeah. let's take Avengers movie one Loki. So everything that's only in Thor and Avengers one not Thor 2 and Thor 3 or anything after that. Just Avengers. Like, basically, when Loki was bad, let's take that character and make him his own show. And then we'll get, like, uh, these new characters who, like, I think they already, they casted, they cast Miss Marvel, they cast She-Hulk. So we have those characters now. And now making Oscar Isaac casting, like, we now have all the, like, potentially... The, the full cast of the the second wave leads of these new characters which is really interesting so we'll see when we get these uh you know don't expect moon knight for quite some time and just like don't expect miss marvel don't expect she hulk for a while just because we haven't even gotten the first wave yet it's gonna take quite some time like i don't think this is gonna be until like 2022 20, at the soonest 
Uh, I'm I'm guessing at the soonest. Uh, but that's it. I, I think we kind of, I guess I made that go out longer than it needed to, but we got time for that anyway. Uh, the next thing on here, which, uh, James, I'd say this is, uh, would you say this is some big news? I think this might be some big news. Uh, Netflix is making a live action Assassin's Creed series. I mean, as long as they don't try to change like huge things like they did in the movie. I'm mean, granted I didn't watch the movie, but as soon as I saw what the movie version of the Animus was, I was just like, that's fucking stupid. I'm out. So the plan here, this is so this is actually uh you know how they're James, we already got remember for Resident Evil, we have like three different things going on. We have yeah the live action TV series, we have the live action movie, we've got the animated movie uh all happening with Resident Evil right now. There's Netflix, a show? apparently. No, no, it's a yeah, live action show coming too. I forgot huh. completely. It's it, there's a shit ton of stuff, dude. Gaming, all of a sudden, it's like they're gaming is finally potentially entering a like an actually good adaptation phase potentially. Just looking at you know you know looking at the pictures, but looking at uncharted pictures, looking at um, uh, everything else going like Resident Evil potentially. Uh, I mean, of course, the one leading the spearhead of quality is Monster Hunter. So I'm really excited for that still. James, I know you love it. Anyway, uh, we're not, not going to get into that. The Super Mario movie was representative of the game. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is just the beginning. Uh, the collaboration between Ubisoft and Netflix, because Ubisoft is also working on this series as well. But uh, their plan is to create live action, animated, and anime series. Hmm. Okay. So we're gonna get three. Not even which is I think animated and anime. anime both. And so you're thinking American animation and Japanese animation. I think the anime could work really well. Yeah. So this. Th- okay. So I have a few questions here, though. Mm-hmm. One. Uh, what does this mean for Michael Fassbender? Oh, there's no way he's coming back. Yeah. I. I will actually say I really, really wanted an Assassin's Creed 2 movie. I really wanted it because, James, it wasn't that good, the first one, obviously. I watched that in theaters, and all I... It was like when I watched... Assassin's Creed and Venom had the same feeling for me where I watched them, and I went, fuck. These could have been amazing. They actually had all the... they All they had to do were throw in the, the ingredients the right way, and they would have had it. It's It's like... Basically, the movies weren't that good, uh, but the main characters were fantastic. Like, Michael mm. Fassbender as an assassin, perfection. Uh, Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, Venom, perfect. I'm like, these are fantastic. Yes. Everything around them. It's like they're, they've got these perfect glowing characters, but they put them in a, uh, what, what do you call them, uh, landfill. They're just like in a in a trash. They're they're in one of those trash dump zones, and you're like, "Fuck! You put them surrounded by trash. You could have made a better story and better characters surrounding them. This would have been great." And like, uh, the best part of actually what did feel fantastic in the Assassin's Creed movie was the Spanish flashbacks, where oh, they yeah, played a that that one was set in like the Spanish Inquisition. Yes, and they played a. Uh, they played Moorish assassins 
So mm. they were, they, these are like, they're North African Spaniards. They're like, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like uh, uh, Muslim Spanish assassins. And I love that era of Spain in terms of history. That's the coolest history. Like I've never like, you know, I'm a Mexican. I always looked at like the whole, you know, Spanish invasion of the mm-hmm. Americas and shit. I'm just like, damn, Cortez something. <laughs> but like uh, the whole Moorish aspect was always really cool uh, in terms of history. Like they're, they're a really interesting culture. And, you know, you, it's, it's something different than the normal Spain you usually see. So I was like, oh shit, this is probably the most interesting thing I'd ever get personally out of like Spanish history for myself. And I wanted so much more of it. There wasn't enough, but I saw what they, if they made it more about that, that could have been amazing. It's just like, actually, James, you know, this movie suffered the same way the game suffered, where they spend too much focus on the modern stuff when you wanted more on the historical at the time, Mm. at least for the earlier games. And uh, this one more so, this is probably the worst case of it, especially just because it felt weird. And like, you know, the, the way the animus worked in it too was just fucking insane. Uh, you know, what's funny. I, I won't talk about it in this episode, but like the, but I'll just say this, like the Assassin's Creed Origins uh, gives you explanations of how it actually ties into the movie where really? the modern character is uh, actually the engineer that created that moving animus, I think. Huh. And they have different versions of the Animus, and she's like, "Yeah." And then we tried to make that one a you know a different version. Oh, like they have, really? So they made it canon. Yeah, they used oh, the game to so make weird. it. All, they used the, the so that's actually how they've been doing it. Anything huh. you find, even like it's everything from the gender shit, everything else, like they're finding ways to make them canon now. They're just like, oh, you know, well, actually, actually, when I created the blah blah blah, it worked for this. Is why this works now. <laughs> and I'm like, for fuck's sake uh so it, it's it's interesting man it's really interesting and i i really think they could have done something with two but that said okay so we got these uh series from netflix i think if they had the money they could take fastbender and put him in that series uh in some form or other but the question oh, here james that'd be interesting actually if, if he's just like a voice actor for the animated movie that would oh my god yeah I was just, I was seeing the live action TV show but yeah that works too uh, it just would cost a lot just for him yeah. but I'm curious he doesn't as need the money to, it sounds like for the next uh, Prometheus movie he plays all the roles I don't want to talk about it's, that. it's all David's I don't want to I don't want to talk about that <laughs> Wait, he, his roles were great it's just the oh yeah trash fucking Ridley Scott that scene where movies. he taught himself how to play the flute Ridley Scott needs to stop making movies <laughs> I I I I want to know what these areas will be set for for the anime for the well mainly for the live action since that's the first thing coming is this going to be an adaptation of a game or is this going to be something original is this going to take like one of the previous assassins we heard about but never actually got to see or is it going to straight up just be like hey it's the story of uh, Cassandra or the story of Bayek or something in a show because personally i would rather I, I what i want out of this is brand new content uh, i don't want to rehash of anything if they did i mean if they had to like i if i'm if i'm about to play one of these characters in the new ones i probably don't want to see them in a movie just because i'm like i'm already t- dealing with them i don't want to watch them twice that soon like yeah fair enough 
if you really want to take an existing one and especially based off of a game that wasn't the best because it was the earliest version it was pretty repetitive i think you know who you should make a game about if you i mean a movie about if it's going to be based on one of the games do it all tear that is literally the one who didn't get the full fleshed out story as much because like it just felt like rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat in terms of everything you're doing in that game uh but otherwise i want to see something new i want to see like uh maybe what like the easiest thing to draw from james that room in assassin's creed 2 when you go in the villa and at the bottom is the statues of all those assassins that were famous for something oh yeah do something about them give me one of those characters yeah personally i'll take uh I don't know. They've already do the do the Greek chick that kills Alexander the Great. <laughs> I think that was one of them. Uh, I think she. I think one of them kills Alexander the Great. I want to say. I feel like that's. I feel like that happens. Because it, it's funny too. Um, well, actually, I'll get to that in, when I talk about Assassin's Origins because Origins does touch up on that uh, room a little bit. But yeah, I I don't know, James. Is there anything you want to see from this from this specifically? I mean, I just want a good Assassin's Creed show or or movie. Uh, like, I like the series, the game, the game series, but I've kind of fallen off of it in the last few years, just because. I mean, once they finished Desmond's story with kind of like a whimper and not a bang, I was just like, eh. They're they're fun to play, but I just don't care at all for the modern day st- uh, segments. I feel like they they slow them down a lot. So if they were to just make a show. And not cover any modern day stuff. Just make it set in whatever period you want to set. Maybe just have like the opening of the show be like, here is a video representation of like someone's genetic memories. And just never uh, talk about the animus after that. Yeah. And actually just keep it set in like the area of time that matters. Yeah. Okay. No, that make that would be yeah. I I think I think they're still going to no matter what. They always have to intro, They always have to put the eh. animes in it somehow. They 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 will. There's like no question about it. I feel like it's something they. I think it's like mandatory. At least from Ubisoft, it's probably like you have to do it because then it also it, it kind of doubles the casting potentially too. Who knows? But why though? I I because they don't want to get let go of the animus, bro. They never want to let go of the animus. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's a cool explanation for the game series. But when you're just doing, like, a movie, like, why? You don't need to do that. Just tell, like, I think my biggest issue is that by trying to split the narrative between modern day and whatever you're doing in the past, it literally makes it so that you can't create as focused a story as if you just focused on one story. I would agree, but I will also say I think that didn't work in a movie because it's so compact in terms of timing. In a series, I do think it does have more potential because, you know, if it's like, let's say, a 13 episode, uh, like Witcher length or something, you have more time now to flesh it out. And if it's successful, then you have multiple seasons to continue further through it in which you actually do have like the opportunity to do that, just like they do a lot of shows where they do like flashback stuff and everything else where they can kind of do two congruent stories sometimes. Uh, I, I think it's actually, I think they can pull it off. They just have to make sure it's all about the balance. As long as they oh, can sure. balance it right, I think they could pull it off. Um, actually, I just thought of it too, James. Uh, three assassins they could really do shows about. 
specifically because their games are trash, are the three assassins from Chronicles. Uh, I never... Remember those not... shitty side-scrolling games? Yeah, I never bothered with those. Yeah, so I, don't... Shout... I would love specifically... Uh, I mean, I guess this would also appease the Chinese market too, but it's also she is a really cool assassin. Xiao Yun was the Chinese assassin who was actually yeah. went to... She was... was in uh, Assassin's Creed Embers, which was actually an animated short with Ezio being held. It's like oh, the end of well. Ezio's uh, story, and he teaches her a little bit. Because she has to go back and I think kill the emperor. Yeah. So I actually, know that... you know, you know what, James? Actually, sorry, real fast. That actually does work a little bit because it's like, quick, go kill the Chinese emperor. Yeah. <laughs> Arise up against the, the, the leaders. So actually, that does work. You know what? Do that for China. They'll love it. I'm sure. So I, I know that there was uh, the Chinese one, and then I think another one was set in Russia. Yes, Orlov. I don't uh, remember was what the third one was. So Orlov was, I think, 1911. I want to say that was the year. that uh, it, uh, He has actually two comics. I haven't read them yet, but it's like the, the chain and something else. And Orlov was the uh, he was the ancestor of the evil assassin you fight in three. Who's like subjects something. Remember uh, Desmond uh, fights like that yeah, dude yeah. who was Subject a traitor? 16. Yeah, not 16. 16 was the one that was lost in the uh, animus forever. Oh, it was, was like subject. Another, like, yeah, one? there was a dude you literally fight in three. Uh, the the game with Connor uh, Desmond fights him and he's like he was an assassin, but he betrayed them. And his ancestor was Orlov. Oh, yeah. I forgot so that entirely there's Orlov and then there's um, there was an Indian assassin. I think this is the assassin that's in Syndicate. Um. Because Syndicate, you play as Evie and Jacob Fry, mm-hmm. but there's an Indian assassin there that you work with as well, and I think you play as him in Chronicles. Mm. So, because okay. he's already fleshed out in that one specifically, I would say more so, I would definitely want to see Xiao Yun or Orlov specifically. Then again, Orlov also has the comic series, so I would say out of all of them, the one that deserve the, deserves it the most and probably is the most popular is definitely Xiao Yun, if they wanted to do one. I think she would be the way to go uh otherwise you know like i said you got you got altair i feel like the 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 most easy go-to that anyone would want them to do is Ezio. i I feel like that's the most generic statement but i'm like dude we got a lot from him and i'd rather see altair first but i'd say altair xiaoyun or uh something new that either is original or based on one of those statues from assassin's creed 2 i think those would be one of the ways to go That'd be neat. Actually, I think the one I want to see the most is the one with the... There's a Mongolian assassin. And uh, he works with uh, Daudin, I think, is uh, the son of Altair. And they work together to kill Genghis Khan. Or like one of the Khans. So that would be kind of cool. Then again, they already did Marco Polo. So I don't know if they'd want to go down that route again Uh, for Netflix. But okay, anyway. All right. uh, We've delved into that one long enough. Uh, see, guys, I, I told you we can we could make this go longer. <laughs> when there's uh, God- a will, there's a way. There is. Godzilla, singular point, got a trailer. We just talked about it being announced, and shortly after, we already got a trailer. Uh, we saw... Good. Dude, it looks really good. The music sounds good. The animation looks good. I am really excited for this. It comes in 2021. Not sure exactly when, but the, it's like Netflix is on a roll here right now. They're just like... it. It's like live action. They're kind of doing okay without like besides the witcher they keep canceling shit 
but anime yeah, for, somehow they're like they're doing really good in anime oh it's, yeah it's like insane uh especially like castlevania is just like kind of tells you everything they've been doing and it's like damn they, they're doing great dude but, castlevania uh, is still one of my favorite things they've ever done yeah, it's it, it so faithfully re, uh, retells the story of, I think it was like Castlevania 2, I think. Shit, I don't remember. That's it, or uh, it might be the third one. But like it, it retells one of the Castlevania stories so well and blends together actually like multiple games and just Alucard, the dude, like the fight scenes between Alucard and Richter and then like the entire crescendo of the second season the fight with uh dracula what's was... that it's it's uh trevor Tre- right trevor uh which one was he in? maybe it's three I, yeah i think it was the third one uh and yeah dude it's oh, why did i say richter because mm. richter is probably one of my favorite belmonts just because I, I loved symphony of the night so much but talk about godzilla <laughs> i know i know sorry <laughs> Netflix anime is good, so I'm I'm ex- ex- excited for the Netflix anime Godzilla movie. Bam, we're back. All right, I uh, we saw some monsters, James. So yeah, well, they didn't really show Godzilla. We see like a little bit of him at the very end, but what we got to see was potentially what looked like a pterodactyl like Rodan. Mm-hmm. We saw Anguirus. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to have seen Anguirus, James. He's never in anything, so Dude, the wanna... fact that I got to see him, I am I'm so ready. I knew you'd, uh, ex- also... you'd be excited for him because Ingaris is one of your favorites. Uh, that's not Godzilla, but I I want to see you by land so bad. <laughs> I I know you do. I know. I feel like this is the show where uh, we saw a lot of um, Showa era monsters. So like Rodan, mm. Ingaris, which you know Rodan's in like every era though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we also saw a monster I was not expecting, and they changed his his design so he looks more badass and less like a little little bat like bitch ass <laughs> motherfucker. Gabera, and I don't know if you guys remember Gabera. Uh, he is only in one movie. It is called Godzilla's Revenge, is the American title, or the uh, the Japanese title is All Monsters Attack, and it's a bo- a movie about bowling, and which this little kid keeps imagining himself going to Monster Island and hanging out with Godzilla's son, whose name is Minya. And in the American version, he talks like this. Oh, hi, my name's Minya. Oh, I'm Godzilla's son. Oh, boy, I, I, my dad's teaching me how to stand up to bullies. And the ki- in the real life, like, the kid's standing up to these, like, these other kids. And also, like, some fucking Home Alone sticky bandit robbers are also, uh, he's dealing with them as well. It's fucking wacky as hell. But uh, Gabera is, like, the monster bully that Minya has to fight. And then also at certain points, Godzilla fights him too. And he's this monster that does this stupid laugh that's like, (laughs) and he just like laughs and shit. And he's just, he looks fucking stupid. And he has like electric powers when he touches, you can like electrocute you. But he's just like, you look at him and you're just like, this dude's a fucking, this dude's a bitch. (laughs) But he, if I saw correctly, he's in there and he looks a lot more menacing. So I was never expecting him to be in anything ever and they 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 straight up put him in there and i'm like oh shit this this should be interesting and then we saw one more uh uh character we we know and love jet jaguar is in yeah it. dude i was i when i saw that scene i was just like oh jet jaguar <laughs> so i think all these monsters are just a tease of what we're gonna see seeing so other point seems like we're gonna see a lot 
of the monsters we know and love. Plus, I saw some in there that looked pretty brand new. Uh, yeah, they looked, there were some, uh, there's some original ones as well. One sort of slightly looked like Baragon, but I don't think it is. I think that's just some new original monster. Uh, so I'm really excited to see all these different monsters. And this movie, th- this series looks really cool to a point because one, you have all these monsters. You got Godzilla and it's, it looks like a cool, at least from this, the the outline of the character, he looks really, really fucking awesome. But also there's like a really cool anime cast, which means like, or at least they look cool. I- I'm excited to kind of see like, I don't know, a very, a, a good take on human characters. Cause you know, a lot of the movies can be hit or miss depending uh the netflix ones were a little weird uh that they've had before those netflix movies but uh with this one i, I they they do seem to have a full uh array of personality that actually does look like it fits the 60s 70s era of the showa movies which i'm really excited for so like the Mo- james movies like um the mecha godzilla movies godzilla versus gigan megalon which are the ones that had like jet jaguar and Ghidorah and shit like hydra I think honestly, yeah, it it seems like it, it does fit specifically the seventies aesthetic, and that is honest. It's like the end of the Showa era. It's the final decade because I was like, what the fifties through the seventies, uh, and in my opinion, it's my it's my favorite decade of that era. But uh, we'll we'll just see how it goes. If they have some Heisey shit in there too, James, that's what that's where you'll get Violent, you'll get Destroya, Space Godzilla. That'll be some dope shit. We'll see what what happens though, and if they have. If they have Mechagodzilla at one point, I'd love to see which version, because there's like three different Mechagodzillas, depending on what era you're looking at. Do so, you even count like Mechagodzilla City from the Netflix animes? We're not counting Mechagodzilla City from the anime. That was so anime. fucking I, weird. <laughs> that was so weird. I mean, it was, it was cool. It was interesting. They, they, the anime movies did a really good job of making things different, where yeah, Ghidorah is sure. like a fucking phantom alien yeah superpower like that's and the, that's the main praise that i can give it is that it was very different from and i'm not even i don't think i've watched every single godzilla movie like you have for sure but like the it was not what i was expecting yeah and i i, I mean that those movies just told you not to trust aliens i think that's like the main thing you learn yeah kind of don't, tr- don't trust aliens like the fucking crazy uh <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see more as it comes. Uh, there's not much else to say about it, but yeah, fucking let's go. All right. Uh, on to the gaming news, though, James. Uh, all right. I actually want to... Do we want to talk about the Vidoc first or we want to talk about the delays first? Let's talk about the delays first because that's probably going to take less time. Okay. Uh, let's do the, the... I guess the big boy. The big boy in the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone, I saw the good news, Cyberpunk 2077 went gold, and everyone's like, oh boy, I'm so excited. And then they go, hey, we delayed it again. <laughs> and it was yeah. delayed from November 19th to, and this is funny too, because this happens like the day after we recorded our episode yeah. where we talked about it. Uh, and I do want to quickly go over that, but yeah, it was delayed 21 days from November 19th to December 10th. It's not, too, it's like three weeks. It's not the worst, yeah, it's but not everyone's everyone's losing their mind over it. And I will I say people, my reaction. Hmm? I think people were mostly, well, I don't know. I don't know what everyone's thinking, but it feels like people were mostly upset because they wanted it to be, you know, available to play on their next gen consoles as soon as they got them. 
but now they can't. They got to wait a few weeks, which I think whatever. it was. It's also the most anticipated game of the fall. Also sure. that, yeah. Uh, it, and uh, it's just like when I heard it, I was like, "Oh no!" Anyway, yeah. Because <laughs> I I heard it, and then I looked over, and I I, I just had a, a the Grinch smile, and I looked at my backlog, and I went, "Baby." You and me, we've got more time. Yeah. That's the thing. I, is like Every time that game gets delayed, I'm just like, oh, cool. So I have more time to get other shit done? Cool. Yeah. I, you, people will understand at a certain point. Uh, game delays actually always... I know it's bad, especially for, you know, for maybe it's more or less bad for the developers uh, in terms of like, you know, they have to deal with it having it being delayed and the, I guess, social aspects of that. But it, I feel like it probably makes the job better for them i'm not too sure and uh, when that kind of stuff happens though personally but for me personally it always is fine because of my backlog and i'm just like more time for me and we did talk about last episode our next gen title lineup of how we were going to do everything and for me personally i was going to do beyond light then miles morales spider-man and then cyberpunk and then go back to my backlog and ignore the other new games until after the backlog was done now I have 21 more days, so it's literally just, okay, Beyond Light, Beyond Light, Beyond Light, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Platinum, back to the backlog. I got 21 days to do that more, so I am I can live with that. and Because that means I'll probably be somewhere in 2019, and maybe, I don't think I'll finish 2019, but I think I could get pretty damn far, because, you know, in 2019 is Death Stranding. And I, I don't know if I can do that stranding before Cyberpunk comes out, but I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna try my darnest to to get that shit done. We'll see, because the the big games there, James, it's like you know, it's got Death Stranding, you got the Jedi Fallen Order, you got the Outer Worlds, plus those expansions for Outer Worlds, and then of course Days Gone, and which Metro is this the the short game? Five five fun games of 2019. We'll see how it goes, but anything yeah, else, I'm fine with it. I think my uh, order for what I'm going to play is going to be the same as uh, last time, just minus switching back and forth between... I think I, I said I was going to sw- uh, swap back and forth, I think, between Cyberpunk and uh, Demon Souls. Yeah, I think and you said Demon Souls, yeah. I think I'll just try to... I'll just like, stick to Demon Souls. <laughs> or something, good. I don't know. Probably grind a shit ton more Destiny, we'll see. Oof, I'm so excited for Beyond Light, which we'll talk about in just a second yeah. anyway. But, okay, so that that happened. And then there were two more game delays. Uh, these ones not as big because I don't think anyone cares as much, to be honest. Uh, two games from Ubisoft, Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine. I totally forgot about Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yeah. Uh, those have been moved. So, originally, uh, when were those even supposed to come out? Far Cry 6 uh, was supposed to come out February 18th, 2021. So pretty soon, actually. Really, I didn't know. Honestly, I remember watching that trailer. I don't remember them giving a date. Obviously, they did. I just wasn't paying attention. And Rainbow Six Quarantine was supposed to already come out, but the quarant- really? the actual pandemic kind of fucked it That's up. That's super ironic and funny. Yeah. So they both been moved to uh, uh, a point between April twenty twenty one to March twenty twenty two. So it's not too bad. That's like, at least for Far Cry 6, that would potentially be like a two-month delay, which isn't too bad if it was in April. But we'll just see what happens with those. 
I will say, James, because um, Far Cry, it's like I said, Far Cry is one of those franchises that I just can't get into because I, it's like, basically, I'm like, the boat's full, sorry, uh, I don't have room for another franchise to care about, so you're not going to make it, bro. But I will say I loved Blood Dragon, and based on everyone's recommendations, they don't say to go play 4, they don't say to go play 5, they all say, hey, if you can get that remaster of 3 to try to play that, and I'm considering it maybe somewhere down the line, I might play the third one, and then uh, maybe I might play 6, it depends how I'm looking with everything, but I think I'm more interested because of the casting, <laughs> if anything, because, uh, you know, Jane, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. John Carlos Esposito is like fantastic. And I'm like, oh, that does look like a really cool premise and setting. But we'll see. Uh, I don't know uh, if any. Like I said, if I'll if I'll try another game for it, I would try the third one, I guess. I think I've but... only played like I, I know I own the remake of three and I'm planning on getting to it at some point. But I... I've only played through the fourth one all the way through, and I just didn't find Pagan Men to be like that interesting of a antagonist. Like mm. it seemed like the the main point of the game is just to go out and have fun blowing the fuck out of everything, which was fun. It's just I've said many times on this podcast before that like the main thing that a game needs to do to keep me engaged is have like a really good either a really good story or a really good world uh, world building, which is why Destiny does it for me because. I yeah. just find the world of Destiny f- freaking awesome. And I remember at one point, Ubisoft or PlayStation sent me a free copy of Far Cry 4, uh, and I never touched it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, don't want to do this. I, I don't know. I, it just They've also... Uh, it, there's a reason like they never made it. Like They didn't really appeal to me either, to a point where I was like, oh, I'll give it another chance. Blood Dragon was like, it was cool because of the theme. Like mm-hmm. That was the main yeah. reason I played that. That's what I heard. Uh, Rimba 6 Quarantine. I don't know. I, I might check it out eventually but that like I, I i keep forgetting that game's happening at all yeah i when they first announced it i thought it was just gonna be like an add-on to rainbow six siege but it's it's a full other game it seems like siege is their competitive shooter and they and want quarantine the yeah to be like a co-op shooter yeah which uh, that does sound appealing to uh but it's also i think i'm not as excited because i'm still waiting on someone to buy breakpoint to play with me (laughs) for ghost recon and i also just uh i'm basically starting over with division two like i was playing it on ps4 i pretty much trashed it and bought it on pc now because there's now a full group of people i can play with which i think actually james that's going to be one of my main extra life games is going to be division two potentially uh so starting over with that but anyway yeah, quarantine, I, I don't really care for, at least for a while. That'll be like a downline thing, so the delay kind of works for me as well. Uh, other than that, I, those are all the delays. And then finally, wow, we're already at 45 minutes of shit. This is crazy, James. We won't have to talk about anything else. Because the last thing we got here is we got a Destiny 2 Vidoc, uh, you know, video documentary. Uh, that was about 15 minutes long. And we also got a launch trailer. Because uh, we already talked about the story trailer, I believe. But we got a launch trailer afterwards, too, which uh, showed a little bit more. And, James, that Vidoc told us everything from stuff about uh, Beyond Light, which, you know, Beyond Light isn't a season. It's, it's a full expansion. Like, when everyone looks at the seasons and expansions, uh, like, Forsaken is an expansion. Shadowkeep is an expansion. Beyond Light is an expansion. 
But you look at like uh, Season of the Forge, Black Armory, Season of the Drifter with like Gambit Prime and Reckoning, uh, Season of Opulence with like Menagerie. Those are all seasonal things. Uh, and we got the seasonal announcement, which is Season of the Hunt, which happens with Beyond Light. Just like uh, Shadowkeep had yeah. was Shadowkeep and with Shadowkeep was Season of the Undying, where Shadowkeep focused on like the Hive and the Darkness, Undying mm-hmm. focused on the Vex. I mm-hmm. uh, and with Beyond Light focusing on the Fallen using like Stasis Fallen and Europa, uh, the Vex looks, also seem to be there too. The Vex are there as well because you have the fucking the like the bipedal hobgoblins. Two. <laughs> Dude, bipedal hobgoblins. Yeah, they look weird. <laughs> They're scared. I'm like, oh no. Are you, um, you, uh, do you mean the harpies? Bipedal harpies. That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry. Uh, I do. There's so many fucking names. I was uh, gonna be like, wait, they already sorry, have two legs. They already, they already <laughs> have two legs. Yeah, bipedal harpies. But uh, we have season of the hunt, which will involve the hive specifically. And yeah, I needed to do a double take because I was like, well, wait, they didn't say Sabathun. They said Sivuarath is coming. Which, yeah. who is the other sister? Who is like okay? So Oryx. Uh, Sabathun and, and Shivu Arath all had like a core aspect to their personality. As powerful as Oryx was, his core aspect was he was an explorer, which is yeah. Oryx was the navigator, which is why he piloted the dreadnought, just going literally from civilization to civilization, destroying them because he was driven to explore. Sabathun is the trickster. She's extremely cunning and extremely uh, dangerous because you can't trust anything she says. And she is, if you think that you've outsmarted her, you're wrong. And, but Sivarath was the actual warmonger of them. So I am excited to hear that the actual fighter of the three is coming. Yeah, we're, we're basically getting the, the hive war god. Yeah. And that's going to be insane. And I don't, we're not obviously going to see, I don't think we're going to see her at all, but it's also another down the line piece where I think it's also, this is a continuation of uh, Savathun's campaign because I don't think we're going to get Sivu Arath until way late. Like potentially be like, if they actually just said, Hey, we're going to face Sivu Arath in this season. And then they're done for it. I'd be like, really? You eliminated one of the three yeah. Holy Trinities of the hive that quickly. That's insanity. But I think like, it's just like, Hey, we are introducing Sivu Arath and we still have the lead up. Cause the whole thing is they say like, these are all pieces that Sabathun is placing for you each season, building up to the witch queen. Yeah. And I think potentially after that is when we're going to get Cebu Arath. Like, I think that'll happen, like, I'm not sure how long, but eventually we'll get, like, the full-on, like, hey, it's time for the war, and it's going to be insanity. But I love that we're getting some form of Cebu Arath now, just because also, like, if you look at Season of the Rival, we're also dealing with Sabathun for the most part. It's, like, both the mm-hmm. Darkness and Sabathun. Yeah. And with Sabathun, the boss of it is actually Nocris. And yeah. we deal with Nocris again, which I didn't expect. I actually thought Nocris would survive to somewhere in Witch Queen as well. But now you straight up, you, fuck, you fucking kill Nocris again. You're like, you're, you're staying dead this time, buddy. 
So Nocturus is for sure dead now. But Season of the Hunt is supposed to be now the Hive are like turning Fallen and Cabal, if I saw correctly. Uh, they're infecting them. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be the Hive are doing something to the Cabal and the Fallen. Oh, and you, yeah, they did say something about that. That's interesting. Because also, um, it introduces, so the key characters in, in the, the season, we'll talk about the season first, I guess, but the key characters in this is going to be Osiris. Like, Osiris mm-hmm. is the one that uh, recruits the Guardian. And then there's an awesome cutscene where we see, uh, we, or a piece of a cutscene where we see Osiris fighting. A knight comes up behind Osiris and, like, knocks him down. And your Guardian isn't fast enough, or it looks like, you know, your Guardian might do something. And you just see, like, a, you see the knight die, and you're like, who the fuck? And who is it, James? It's Dude. fucking Aldrin motherfucking Sav, a.k.a. now known as Crow. Which, as soon as they said he's calling himself the Crow again, I was like, wait, are they going to try to do some semblance of the original Destiny story now? Because that, yeah. way back in the so. day, way back in the day, before we got, like, final confirmation of, like, Destiny's story and everything, there was, like, a leaked... Tr- uh, um script that i guess leaked out there somewhere and they mentioned that aldrin was not the prince of the awoken at the time he was some guy who lived outside the city and he called himself the crow and they obviously scrapped that because activision was like that doesn't make any sense do do it different and so now i don't know it's just really interesting to see that they're trying to call, uh, call back to uh, what what would it be the word? like fan service I guess to yeah. pre vanilla destiny yeah. and I, I especially yeah because the cutscene shows like uh, at least back in the old trailer it's like uh, the Cosmodrome and Ultron is like in a hut or something pointing a gun at you and uh, your character is like I just want to talk blah blah. <laughs> Out but here in this the wilds, one, this is how we talk. Yeah. Uh, in, in this new cut, like, we see Aldrin save him. He's got this cool sword and shit. And pulled pork is his ghost. And he's like, we warned you about the hive or some shit. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get Aldrin, though. And, you know, this is going to be the road to... I'm pretty sure this is going to be the road to Aldrin becoming the Hunter Vanguard. And that's going to be insanity. But he's going to join, like that vanguard but we'll have it it seems like season to hunt is also if you notice aldrin his armor has the spiders insignia on it yeah so aldrin is working for the spider and you notice uh season of the hunt the logo for that is actually the spider so i didn't notice that so here's the cool thing james uh I guess we'll just talk about this first like uh well beyond light is taking place on europa and partially i guess like we're getting stuff, for, at least for the new players, we're getting stuff for the Cosmodrome. It looks like Season of the Hunt is actually going to be more towards uh, utilizing older locations like the Dreaming City and Tingled Shore. If we're getting to work with the Spider, and potentially I think the Hive stuff might be happening on in the Dreaming City, I'm not too sure. But I think they'll utilize the older locations, specifically like those two, and maybe because there's Cabal and Fallen there already, Nessus to an extent, maybe? I'm just guessing, throwing that out there, because... They got to do something with Nessus, I guess, to make it relevant. Because now this will be like the oldest non-usable place besides the EDZ. Um, since those are the only two locations staying from year, year one. 
but uh, we'll we'll see exactly what we get to explore with that. But I'm really ex- it'll give you a reason to go use the year two locations, which I, I think was a really smart move. And I'm not sure if it's Beyond Light or Season of the Hunt, but we're obviously we're getting allies now, and we have you know Mithrax with the Fallen. Varix is basically helping us again, and you could tell like he's trying to do something. Uh, and I think he's, the, it seems like he's the one that tells the Exo Stranger, who then tells you to come to Europa. And we get, like, a lot more, I forget what they, the names were, but they give, like, the names for the new Fallen that work under Aramis, all her lieutenants. Oh. Uh... But they look really cool. Each one's individual yeah. looking, like, they're, they're really tight, and uh, they, they just showed a little bit more for Europa. And it looks really, really cool. And... I can't wait for everything because it seems like the amount of content there's going to be like they, they have the full roadmap like uh, uh, one of us has to pull up the uh, let's see I think I have the calendar here yeah so uh, Beyond Light uh, so for let's see if I got it all uh, free to all players is new destination Europa new Cosmodrome experience new season armor an exotic weapon new uh, strike added to playlist New Lost Sectors, 100 plus seasonal ranks, new artifact mods, new uh, Triumphs, Shader, and Emblems, Iron Banner, The Dawning. Uh, for Beyond Light, uh, Beyond Light campaign begins, Stasis Unlocks, Titan Behemoth, Warlock, Shadebinder, Hunter, Revenant, and Salvation Grip Exotic, Grenade Launcher Quest. Uh, the James, the amount of exotics in here is insane. So we got Hawkmoon, Cloud Strike, No Time to Explain, Duality, Salvation grip, salvation's grip. Um, let's see, the lament, icefall mantle, mask of Bacris, uh, Athir's embrace, dawn chorus, necrotic grip, and precious scars. So we got a lot going on there. Yeah, they. I thought it was interesting that they talked about the Titan exotic arm piece and the warlock exotic arm piece but not the hunters because james it's a mystery we are revenants now i'm so excited to be revenant i I forget what the titans was but the the hunter or the warlocks was like you kill an enemy and it like does i don't know if it does poison like thorn does but it does like chain death from like one enemy to another yeah and uh, if we look at the full, so that was that. We also have the, uh, let me see if I could pull it up. The, uh, the like the calendar timeline they got for it. Got, it's like when you click on images, it makes it so difficult to look at everything. Okay. So November 10th, James, seasonal artifact and reward track unlocks. Uh, Empire hunts begin. The glassway strike opens besides like beyond light so this is all seasonal stuff so we got beyond light and then this is all the seasonal stuff that starts november 10th through 12th uncover europa's secrets november 13th accept weapons added to trials so oh adept weapons added to trials so now you can do trials adept weapons so i guess that's the first trials week when trials start november 17th season mission begins wrathborn hunt begin Sounds cool. And that's where the spider's picture comes up in a cool location. I don't really, not sure what it is. Uh, November 21st, Raid opens Deep Stone Crypt. 
So we have 11 days before the raid. And they said like that it gives a lot of people time because you're not going to be like bored. You have a lot that you can do before that happens. So, you know, everyone's going to be fucking busy. On December 8th, first Iron Banner. December 15th through January uh, January 5th, the dawning. And at the last corner there says, and more. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. This is going to be awesome. I find it kind of funny that if the next gen update uh, comes out it, December 10th or no, 8th. Wait, is it the, the December 8th or 10th? December 10th. Uh, wait, I just wait, find it funny that. Or which thing? For Destiny, the, the 4K update. November 10th. Okay, so I just find it funny that Iron Banner starts nine like two days. days before that. And like halfway through the week, we're going to get like a 4K update. Yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And I am really excited. Like, uh, I think I'll talk about Destiny 2 a lot in our next episode. But because uh, I think that'll be more relevant to everything else. Because we're already an hour in now. So we could... Uh, Unless, do you want to just talk about Destiny here real fast and then put everything else in the next episode? I don't know. Do you want Destiny 2 now or in the next episode? What do you think? Uh, We could talk about Destiny now. Might as well. Okay. We're an hour in. We'll just talk about Destiny and then we'll probably close off here, guys. And then you'll hear us again in another week. But that's all the news we had. And like I said, it's just a, it's a really cool story that we're getting now with uh, the seasonal stuff is giving us a full set of array of characters, which I actually, James, I almost forgot one last thing. Uh, we get a picture of Zavala and Osiris working with Cabal. Yeah, that was really interesting to me. So, I don't know if they're Red Legion or if they're um, Calluses. Because it's like, you know, Red Legion probably... are red, Calluses yeah. are purple. So, I couldn't really tell too much. Especially because, too, like, the, you know, the um, the Leviathan's going to be gone. I forget. So, that's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, Leviathan. I thought I was like the Dreadnought. What? No, the Leviathan. And I, I'm very curious to see exactly... I, I, I couldn't tell. I, I'm not honestly sure if this is in Beyond Light or Season of the Hunt that this is happening. I think it's... Oh, it's Season of the Hunt. What am I saying? It's Season of the Hunt because it's uh, Osiris is there. So that would make more sense, especially because mm. the... You know, they're probably the ones that are coming to them saying, hey, the Hive are doing this shit. And that's probably what happens is, hey, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And the Cabal no longer have Gaul or any replacements to... Uh, go against them and the almighty was like the last attempt so True. yeah there there's like there and there's I, I feel like they're stranded at this point too so it might as well like survivors just work with us and i would love that james if the city becomes a place of hey there's humans there's awoken there's exos there's alinsky elixny and there's cabal like yeah. that would be really dope and it just becomes like this is the new like stuff happening and there's still probably like you know some evil fallen like aramis and there's uh still like the hive and the vex and the taken but you know with the darkness too now uh there could always be more they could always make more uh races too if they really want to that'd be really cool i think james if they made more races that it's like hey we have two races that are joining the fight for good and now there's like new invading races as well that would be insane if they introduced that with like a new location or something. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I always think it's super cool to see like former enemies become allies. So that, yep. that shot of the cabal finally 
like working with us is really interesting to me. It's we're hitting that point of like Halo Three, where it's like the elites are working with uh, with the humans now. So it's like uh, it, it's like that you're gonna you're gonna get that feeling, I guess, especially because the fallen are like the elites anyway. Uh, yeah, to an extent. Uh, but okay, yeah. So Destiny Two, James, I have some big updates. I finally met my clan's quota of getting. 30 Garden of Salvation raids done and 15 Last Wish raids done. I also, James, got Truth to Power finished finally. So I got the last of like visiting the queen when the curse is the strongest and stuff. And I now have the Chronicler seal. I also finally got to run through Prophecy. I got the last of Sabathun's eyes and I was able to get both the Arrival seal and the Moments of Triumph seal. And I'm just like, holy shit, it's all done. I also just finished uh, yesterday, sometime yesterday, uh, I got the Festival of the Lost done. I got all the masks. I got the ship. I got the ghost. I got the sparrow. Uh, I got the triumph and everything. I even actually got some of the Halloween skins. So festival is done. Uh, I've just been knocking everything out, James. I've pretty much completed everything I've need, I wanted to get done pre-Beyond Light to the point where now when I start Beyond Light, that's all I need to do. There's nothing else I have to do that's, like, older or anything. It's, like, completely, at least, like, the Destiny backlog is gone. Like, at least the backlog within a game itself is gone. All I have left uh, to do that's, like, kind of, like, last finishing touches is three things. I'm trying to get uh, Legend and Glory and Comp, which I'm at, like, mythic one almost at mythic two right now so you know it's just mythic one mythic two mythic three and then legend so i'm almost there and then uh besides that there's one titan sword i'm missing from heroic menagerie and also crown of sorrows i'm missing the helmet for my hunter which is the one thing stopping me from getting the last lore piece for the chronicon which is the only lore piece i need that's uh pre-beyond light and i'm just missing the teraba uh exotic weapon uh, i did give up though i'm not going to get the telesto catalyst from eater of worlds prestige and i'm not getting the skyburner's oath catalyst from uh leviathan i'm just going to save those for another time uh whenever they bring them back as an alternative an alternative method of gaining those but dude it's it's just been it feels good to finally get those done because james these raids and just getting this backlog of Destiny done really has taken all the time out of me, like, getting all my other backlog done in of just, like, other games. If, if Imagine if I didn't play Destiny as much as I did, I would probably be caught up now with all my games at this point. Very much so. Yeah, I and mean, that's the be, thing. It's like, yeah. they're just me grinding through uh, the Solstice of Heroes and then Iron Banner, like, a week after that. I played nothing but Destiny for a month straight, and I got like completely burnt out on it. So I was just like, uh, I'm not gonna play anything for a bit. I'm, t I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna I'm gonna see and try just because I feel like once I know what to like, Crown of Sorrows is actually the red I've done the least because by the time I wanted to play it, a lot of my teammate, all of my clanmates were so tired of it. Like it's it seems like it's everyone's least favorite raid. So I'm just trying to. I have to either LFG it or just see if I can get some people to just do it with me. Uh, I would say like marathon runs until I can get those two, which I don't think will be too hard. It's like, uh, cause you know, with that raid specifically, like the other one's leaving, 
uh, you can keep getting the rewards for them each time going through. Like, you don't have to, like, do it once a week. You can do it as many times as you want. But, you know, if I could get it in one try, that'd be fantastic. If not, whatever. Um, I think I'm going to prioritize doing comp over that, though, because... I'm trying to get the Unbroken Seal, which requires you to get to Legend in three seasons. And I've already done one season. I forget how long ago it was, but uh, this would be season two. And then Beyond Light would be the third season. So uh, I really want to finish that. And if I don't finish it before the season's up, then I have to start over. So then it'll take two more seasons instead of one. So I'm like, oh God, just let me, let me get this done. So I'm just going to... I, I've been actually I got gyms the best part about this was I actually got there mainly from just working on my own doing freelance survival I got like all the way to fable 3 or something but if I can get some of my clanmates that are real pvp sweats to just help me out to a point where it's like we're just dominating I will get that rank in like two hours of playing if like they if they uh just worked with me long enough but we'll see I think I can get it done. I should be able to get those all done this week before Extra Life. Uh, that is my plan. But that's all the main Destiny stuff I had. I just wanted to get it out there and done. Because I, I wanted to finish this before... Uh, I feel like it's nice to get it done here, especially since we're only like an hour and ten minutes in before throwing it into our next episode with everything else. For sure. Anything you got? Uh, so for me, like I said, after... Uh... I, I know I mentioned getting burned out on Solstice of Heroes and Iron Banner like a few weeks ago, and I only recently got back into it, and I got a... So I finally did enough of the Prophecy Dungeon. I didn't actually kill the final boss, but I got to the point where I was able to do or destroy all of Sabathun's eyes within that dungeon, which was the last like four or five that I needed to do. So I do finally have the arrival seal. That's the first seal I've ever gotten. I'm actually considering maybe buying it, the the physical pin off of uh, Bungie.net just because it's kind of an interesting little trinket. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's cool to have like a physical reward of something that you accomplished in a game. And also, it's like the first one I got. I don't I don't know if I'll bother getting all the seals I ever get, but I just think it's cool. Uh, might be cool to get this one. Uh, other than that, I got about a week or so left, a little bit more than a week to do all of the raids until, uh, before new, uh, Beyond Light comes out so I can get that, uh, Triumph Seal or Moments of Triumph Seal. So I'm going to have to budget my time. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Just... Nah, it shouldn't be too hard. Like, honestly, um, the, at least the raid layers, I could probably do like two a day. Just because, like, I don't, I don't even care about getting all the loot at this point. I just want to get those uh, tri uh, triumphs done, uh, or the moments of triumph, so I can get that seal. And maybe get that raid ring, because I still think that raid ring looks super cool. Uh, but, yeah, like, the so I know the last wish is the longest one. That might take a couple hours to do, so I got to actually, like choose a day to do that but uh spire of stars and um what was the other one eater eater of worlds are really not that long so i could probably do both of those in a day so getting all of them done shouldn't be too hard it's just like we, we were kind of talking about it last night i i am 
as much as I appreciate how much content there is in Destiny at this point, it does feel at sometimes that there is just too much shit to do. I mean, yeah, the you can forget that there's all the Black Armory stuff in the game because unless you go over and talk to Ada and do that stuff specifically, like you could just ignore her entirely. Yeah, and um, it, it it it's that point of less is more sometimes mm-hmm. because I I've after going through a lot of games, especially for my backlog, going through the bigger games that take a lot longer, I've started running into the these are bigger than they should be. Like it's not be it's not it's like cool. There's a lot of things you can do in this game. It does increase its like its duration. Yeah. But at the same time, too, it doesn't necessarily always respect the player's time in yeah. terms of like, it's like, great, it's a service game you want everyone to keep playing and stuff. But I mean, it also it affects every player and, and different players have different opinions on it. But for me personally, I'm a person that isn't married. I'm like, I obviously Destiny is the most dominant game of this generation for me, but uh, it's not something that I only play. Like, I love playing all these other games before Destiny. All I did was play other games and like i guess multiplayer wise i'd play like you know normal multiplayer shit that wasn't something i was like stuck on forever because it required so much work to put into it and i i do want that respect the player's time and don't look so daunting and everything else to come back and that's why i'm happy i'm i'm like goodbye io yeah titan mars mercury like i'm good riddance (laughs) Yeah, I'm honestly really looking forward to having a much more focused experience. Yeah. And obviously, like, we're not going to have the Forges anymore. We're not going to have the Leviathan. Yeah. Um, everything the Leviathan from... is the only thing that I'm kind of going to miss. Just because, like, I don't... Unless they do something in, like, uh, a cutscene where the Leviathan also gets destroyed with, along with ne- uh, Nessus. Uh, I just don't understand why that ship needs to also go away. Well, I mean, Nessus is staying, but Leviathan's leaving. So that's the interesting oh, part. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Huh. So it, for new players, too, it's going to be interesting. So, you know, like, uh, obviously, this is the first... Uh, we've had three years, and we're going into year four. And with this, like, the whole thing is all of year one is leaving, except for, like, two locations, but the story is gone. Uh, so I think the only thing you can do in, like, EDC and Nessus is the specific story quests that aren't pertaining to like the actual uh, story missions but you know how like there's like uh uh it's like quests you do for like um on edc it's like the quest you're doing with hawthorne and uh what's his face um what's the dude's name on uh, EDC? Devrim? Devrim. yeah you're doing like little like story quests but not like the actual story missions you do like the it's like got the little blue symbols on them when mm-hmm. you click on them yeah. You, do, you can do that. You can do the adventures and the lost sectors and the public events. And same thing with Nessus, except it's like story stuff with uh, uh, with Failsafe, which, you know, I'm, I'm glad Failsafe, Failsafe was like the best one. I'm glad Failsafe is staying. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, if you're a new player, James, you do, you, you get a lot more of a, a smaller thing because all the other stuff will be gone. All of the year two seasonal stuff will be gone. The year three seasonal stuff is already gone because that stuff would disappear each season that, that time after Shadowkeep. So you have a lot clearer of a roadmap. Plus, like, you could 
the new players could just do Cosmodrome and Beyond Light if they wanted to, but at least, like, going back, just like with any massive MMO-style game, there's always a lot of content. But now it's easier for them, because then if I was someone, if I was a completionist, like, the roadmap now wouldn't be that as bad, because I'd be like, there there aren't as many raids, so it'd be like, uh, alright, Cosmodrome, uh, EDZ, Nessus, uh, Story Quests, plus, like, the Adventures and Lost Sectors, and then, uh, I just go straight to Forsaken. Forsaken Campaign, uh, the Lost Sectors and Adventures there, and then the Shadowkeep Campaign, uh, Lost Sectors there, and uh, Story Mission and stuff, and then you go straight to Beyond Light, and that's it. Uh, and then, like, in between, you can do basically, like, what is it, um, if you really wanted to, you could do Shattered Throne, Pit of Heresy, and Last Wish, and Garden of Salvation, but, like, there's not too much to, like, catch up on now. It's not as bad. It's like it's yeah. a lot more clear and concise, so I don't know. It, it's it's gonna be a lot easier for people, and that's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I I'll see like because I do want I'm trying to get a few friends in, but like one of my main friends that I'm trying to get to play is probably probably gonna be playing on Xbox, so I'll probably like cross save over there and be like, hey, okay, check this stuff out, and hopefully they won't make me. Oh wait, everything's gonna be free on Xbox too, so I don't have to worry about buying anything. Thank God. Because uh, it's all yeah. on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. yeah, so I can convince them to play. Probably, we'll see what happens. Though, uh, it should be interesting. But okay, that's enough of that. Uh, we're almost an hour and a half in. Jesus Christ, uh, we're a little bit over an hour and fifteen minutes. But that is our show. I hope you all enjoyed this only kind of news and Destiny one. But uh, once again, uh, this is the last show before Extra Life happens and before the next gen consoles come out. Really. And, well, actually, technically, our next show, James, comes out, like, the day before the Xbox Series S and X come out, and, like, a few days before the PS5 comes out. So, technically, the other show will be before Next Gen still. So, that does work, I guess, technically. But anyway, okay. So, if you guys can, uh, please go and follow me on Twitch uh, at GoGoComzilla. And if you can, please donate uh, to my Extra Life. If you guys want to watch me play... On Extra Life, November 7th, 24 hours, so I'll be on all day. Uh, I'll be playing a bunch of different games. I'm not sure what my schedule is just yet. Still, I still have to, I'm still narrowing down games to play. But for sure, I think I'll have at least Division 2 on there. I'm not sure what else yet, but that is one of the games I'll be playing. And all the proceeds, once again, I'm not getting any money from this. All the proceeds go to the UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital. If you do want to do that, it would be fantastic if you could. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can email the show and send us feedback or uh, any questions to sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You can also follow the show or subscribe, give it a five-star review, give it a like, whatever it is on that platform you're listening to. That always helps us out. And above all else, please share the show with others and post it on social media, uh, retweet it or put it on your story if it's like on Twitter or Instagram. That would really help us out. And you can follow the show at Sutra Side Talk on Twitter. You can also follow the show at Sutra Side Talk on Instagram. You can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. Uh, this has been Sutra Side Talk, and we will catch you next week. So long. Thanks for listening.